Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Wild, Messy, Infinite Love. I am Eric Snader. I have been gone for a very, 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 very long time, and I am so glad to be back with all of you now. Oh my goodness, it has been an absolute whirlwind. This week's episode is called The Summer of 2019 Was a Summer, and that's what this episode is all about. So let's talk about it. All right, everyone. So... Like I said, the summer of 2019 was a summer. Um, So I'm just going to sort of check in with you, let you know what all happened, because I totally fell off the face of the earth there. And it's because I had a billion and one things that I was doing. So let's see. I started the summer by finishing up my second year of seminary, which was a total slog. And then I took a job at Nordstrom in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, selling women's shoes full-time for the entire summer, and it took up such a large chunk of my time. It was absurd how much time I actually spent at Nordstrom selling shoes. I was not anticipating it to take that much time. And then also within that moment of working full-time, my wife got a new job, and we had to do a house search. Um, So we bought a house this summer. My wife started working at University of Mary Washington as a campus minister, and we ended up moving down to Fredericksburg, which is about an hour and a half away from where we were living up in Northern Virginia. And if you didn't know, Looking and buying a house is a very time-consuming and stressful thing. Um, Throughout that, I was also looking for another full-time job more in the area of where we were looking to work and live. Um, My family and I went away for an entire week to the beach over July 4th. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened. Um, Here we go. There's a list that I wrote. A couple weeks ago. So um, I quit the job that I had at the church that I had served at for almost two years. Um, I started and quit that seasonal job at Nordstrom. Um, My sister in law got married in Atlanta, Georgia. I saw my wife quit her job and start her new job at Mary Washington. Uh, We canceled the lease of our apartment. Very stressful. Uh, we house shopped, we bought a house and everything that goes with that. We packed up in like a two week time period. We moved. I met an author, um, which was a really cool, crazy circumstance, which was very inspiring to me. 
We did a bunch of household projects, including painting kitchen cabinets, painting our fireplace mantelpiece, replacing doorknobs, putting up hardware for our bathroom, a whole host of stuff. I went into the crawl space. We hooked up a fridge to our water line. It was insane. Uh, What else did I do? I said I went to the beach with my family. I... Applied to God knows how many jobs. I received God knows how many rejection letters. I had a couple interviews. I started a job recently with Randolph-Macon College in Ashland, Virginia as an admissions representative for the Northern Virginia Territory. So I'm actually recording this podcast from a hotel in Arlington, Virginia as I'm traveling around, visiting a bunch of high schools, talking to kids about college. Super fun. Um, I sold women's shoes. I started a Patreon page, which hasn't really had anything going on with it because I've been so fucking busy. Um, I wrote some more of my book. I read Big Magic by Liz Gilbert. I did a whole slew of other stuff. And let me tell you, Throughout the entire summer, one of the things that was a constant companion for me was apathy and unknowing and uncertainty and anxiety and stress and what I would call mild depression because I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea where we were going. I had no idea what the next couple months would hold. I still have no idea what the next couple months will hold. It was seriously the most insane four-month period of my life. I'm still coming down from it. I mean, I'm finally able to sit here and record a podcast, but for a vast majority of this summer, I really felt as though I was just barely hanging on. I was just scraping a cliff edge with my fingernails. Um, It was absolute insanity. Um, So looking back on this summer, I, I reflected a lot. I've reflected a lot over the last month. I mean, obviously, it's not summer anymore. It's the beginning of October already, which blows my mind. Um, you know, five months ago, I graduated, not graduated, I changed, didn't even change my seminary degree, but I did end up doing that. Five months ago, I finished my second year of seminary with a very sure plan of what I was going to do. I was going to get a full-time job over the summer. I was going to continue my podcast, and then I was going to continue on to my third year of seminary full-time, get it all knocked out, get a job that allowed me to work full-time and finish that. And then from there, who knew what was going to happen? Um, And that was sort of my plan. And throughout the course of the summer, it just totally got upended. So I, through reflecting In this past month, I really found three different categories that helped helped me to really process and categorize and name all the different emotions and feelings 
that I've had over the past five months. Um, so the, those three categories I would classify as three different experiences, an experience of mixed emotions, an experience of new discoveries, and an experience of new starts. So first off, I really want to hit on the fact that this summer really was a summer of mixed emotions for me. Um, you know, this summer was a summer of excitement. Absolutely. There's always excitement of starting something new. There's always excitement that's paired with um, moving to a new place. Um, there's always excitement with dreaming about what the future would hold. Um, and I spent a lot of time really delving into my own self to figure out just what it is that I want to do with my life and who I am um, as a person. And here's a hint. I still have no idea. I don't think I ever really will. But I spent a lot, a lot, a lot of my time and energy really delving into those questions of who am I? Who is Eric Snader? What is the work that Eric Snader wants to do in this world? Does Eric Snader want to spend the next six to 12 months selling shoes or does Eric Snader want to do something else with his life? Um, And it was a very difficult process for me. Um, Like I said, I still don't feel like I have a very firm idea of what it is that I'm doing. I'm excited to be back on this podcast. I'm excited to have some other stuff in the works as far as creative endeavors. I'm excited to have continued working on my book. Um, But really, one of the things that was hammered home for me this summer was that we are never done with this endless process of becoming. That's something that Rob Bell talks about a lot, is this endless process of becoming. Um, you know, we're, we're in this constant state of flux. We're no longer what we used to be, but we're also not what we will become. It's almost like we're constantly in this liminal space of leaving what we once were and becoming who we're truly meant to be. And sometimes that process is really exciting because all of a sudden we shed something and we discover something about ourselves. We discover something enlightening about the world around us. We discover a spark. We discover energy that we didn't know we had or we didn't know existed. And that is exciting. But also sometimes this process is really painful and hard to deal with. Sometimes it feels crippling. Sometimes it feels like everyone and everything is somehow against you. It feels as though you are stranded in a deep, dark pit, and there's no one that's going to be coming to fish you out of there. That's how I felt more often than not this summer. Even though I knew that there was something coming around the bend, if you can't see it, if you don't know what it is, sometimes it feels like you're stuck in a dark corridor. And even in that deepest, darkest pit, there is some way, shape, or form. I don't know. It's just fucking magic. But we grow and we transform and we experience the abundant 
grace and love of the cosmos that tells us that tomorrow is a new day, the next hour is a new hour, and the very next second is a new second. I don't know how many times I would get into a funk and I would just feel like I hated the world. I had no idea what was going on. I hated myself. I hated what I was doing. And then even the next second, I would pull myself out of that or my wife would pull myself out of that props to my wife Elizabeth Snader by the way I would not have been able to make it through this summer if it weren't for her she is such an encouraging and still presence in my life if if I hadn't had her I don't know if I would even be here talking into this mic, I would probably still be curled up in a ball in a corner in some closet listening to sad, sad music right now. Um, but it's those moments where, you know, it's even a split second can change an outlook. Um, yes, there were days where I spent the entire day curled up in a ball, not wanting to talk to anyone, not wanting to do anything. There were also days where I felt like that when I got up and by the time I was eating breakfast, I was feeling in a different mood and a different way. Um, But part of that really stems from having to work really hard not to choose to live in my apathy and my depression. Um, Some of that was my own mental fortitude and will saying, no, I know that there is something coming around the bend. I know that it's not always going to be like this. I know that I'm not going to be stuck in this liminal space of not being who I was and not being who I'm supposed to be yet. I'm not going to be stuck in this way forever. Um, Sometimes I had to personally do that work and sometimes I did it really well. And sometimes I really didn't. Like I said, my wife um, was someone who gave me a lot of pep talks, who really was encouraging to me. Um, So sometimes it's something that happens within the self. Sometimes it's something that happens externally from someone or some relationship that you have with someone or something that propels you to pull yourself out of that pit or maybe they lend their hand and pull you out of that pit there were so many times I felt like I was stuck and my wife would come down and sit in that pit with me and pull me back up Um, that's a very very real experience that I had this summer um you know, it's it's really funny because that's just the way that life works sometimes, right? Um, you know, it's funny to me that love and the connections that f- we form from love are often though they're often the ones that lead us out of the dark path, but also sometimes they're the ones that lead us into that dark path. Um, you know, this. This change was precedented and not by something that I chose, but by something that my wife ended up choosing. Choosing, um, you know, she she felt the sense that it was time for her to start looking for something different, and it was her who first got the job in Fredericksburg. It was her who 
we ended up moving for. Um, and it's oftentimes our love and our connection that pulls us through that space as well. Um, you know, it's these love and connections that leave us vulnerable to end up in that space where of, of not knowing, of uncertainty. But then it's also love that pulls us out of that uncertainty and that unknowing. Um, it's just, it's funny. It's it's such a weird paradox of life. But I mean, that's what life is. Life is paradox. Life is, life is anything but certainty. Um, and the more we're able to recognize this paradox, the more we're able to recognize that this liminal space, um, you know, liminal space is sort of that in-between of not being what we once were and not being who we're supposed to be. The more awareness that we have that that liminal space isn't necessarily a bad or a destructive place, that period of not knowing what lies around the bend, the period of lying in that dark pit, you know, that's when we have the awareness that it's love and connection that pulls us through, that helps us to grow, that helps us to shed, that helps us through that process of becoming, it's almost like it's a muscle that's trained. And the more you train it, the stronger it becomes. Um, You know, it's, it's something that as we become more aware of it, we're more able to point out, yes, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. This is why this is happening. Um, and this is how I'm going to confront it. This is how I'm going to combat it. Maybe what you need to do is crawl in bed and listen to sad music, but maybe what you need to do is meditate or go for a walk or go spend time with friends to escape that sense of dread that you might be having to remind yourself that there's more to life than just that one aspect. Um, And sometimes that muscle can be overtrained too, and it breaks down or it fails at some point or another. And, you know, taking that moment to rest um, and taking in those words of encouragement, not being so hard on yourself, whatever it might be that gives you rest and a moment to pause um, that's a good thing too, because you know that liminal space is not always something to be resisted. It's not necessarily something that you always need to be fighting against. It's not an endless fight of life or death. Sometimes, when we come across our endless process of becoming in that way, we break down. It's too much, um, and sometimes we just need to rest. Sometimes we just need to close our eyes and take a deep breath. Um, and that's a good thing. So I think if there's one thing that would have helped me through all of this stuff, even more this summer, um, it would have been something like being rooted in some sort of spiritual practice, um, some sort of practice that helped me to remain grounded. That's one thing that I didn't really do. I didn't really pray. I didn't really meditate. I didn't exercise regularly. Um, I didn't necessarily spend tons and tons of time with friends or family or loved ones. You know, oftentimes I would isolate myself. Um, So whatever your spiritual practice is that keeps you grounded in those connections, those family, those loved ones, um, 
keeps you grounded in the reality of the cosmos through like meditation or prayer or going to church or, you know, whatever it is, um, whatever keeps you present in the here and now that is worth doing. Um, and that is absolutely something that I wish I would have taken part more of this summer. Um, because anything that helps us to stay present in the here and now, in the reality of the cosmos, in those love, um, in that spirit of love and connection, that's important. Um, because that is ultimately what helps us get through those periods of darkness, those periods of liminal space, of unknowing, anxiety, um, apathy, depression, fear, um, those connections of love are very, very important in my opinion. Um, so there, that's my experience of mixed emotions. Um, yeah, I was super excited. Yeah, I was super um, pumped about my wife getting her new job. Obviously, I was not bummed that we had to move. Um, you know, it's it's not necessarily something where I was always bitter about or angry about. It was something that I was really excited about. In fact, if you ask my wife, she would tell you that even as far back as last Christmas, I sense like, you know, something's going to change. Something's going to be shaken up. I'm not sure what. I'm not sure how drastically, but something's going to change. Something's th- something's going to transition for us. Little did I know it was going to hit me really fucking hard like a train, but whatever. <laughs> so it's not necessarily as though I dreaded this move. It wasn't like I dreaded having to look for a new job. It wasn't like I dreaded the process of really discovering who I am more keenly and the work that I want to do in this world. You know, that that sort of stuff was not stuff that I was afraid of per se. It's not stuff that I was anxious or angry about. It was it was stuff that I was very excited about, in fact. But that in tandem with everything else, that fear, that anxiety, that stuff that continued to bubble away underneath the surface, it really left me in almost feeling like I was a split personality. Um, and I can finally say that I'm starting to regain some sense of self. I'm starting to you know, come out of that liminal space. I feel like I've come to some, I don't know if you want to call it enlightenment or what. Um, and we could talk about that later. We will talk about that later in the podcast about, you know, like what I'm envisioning for the future of this podcast, for the future of the work that I'm doing, um, both with Randolph Macon and also with my creative endeavors and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it took a while and it took those connections and it took reflecting on all the different stuff that I experienced this past summer, all those emotions, all those feelings, all those thoughts. Um, and like I said, um, those were in tandem with these experiences of new discoveries, um, which is the second experience um, or the second category, so to speak. Um you know, despite that pain and that struggle, there was that exhilaration of finding more about myself, finding more about out, finding out more about 
my wife and her path and the world that we live in and how we fit into it. And fuck, it's really exciting to buy a house, people. It's really exciting to not have to rent an apartment anymore. It's really, really freaking exciting to work in a higher ed space. It's really exciting to see my wife thrive in the way that she's thriving. Um, You know, it's all this stuff is super exciting. Yes, it's new. Yes, it's unknown. But you know, that's part of life as well is living into those moments of exhilaration and recognizing them and soaking them in in whatever way you can and not necessarily in a way in which you're like clinging and strangling this memory to death because you're trying to get back to it so, 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 so badly. I think that can be very damaging. But, you know, just being in that moment of presence and saying, I am here now enjoying this. And then there will be another moment and I will enjoy that moment. Uh, But I'm here right now. I'm enjoying this moment of, you know, new house excitement of all the cool little projects that we get to do to make the house our own space. Um, I'm enjoying the the dreaming of what we can do with the space. Um, I'm enjoying the dreaming of where this job with Randolph Macon will take me. I'm enjoying that moment of dreaming about what sorts of things I want to create. Um, That is an exciting time of life. And I would encourage you, the listener, what are the things that are exciting in your life that's happening right now? Um, I hope hope, hope that there aren't too many of you who are stuck in that liminal space like I was. If you are, I hope what I said before in the last category or the last experience or whatever you want to call it, um, I hope that was helpful. But I also hope that there's something in your life that you can recognize that is a new discovery, that is something that's exhilarating and exciting and something that brings you a lot of passion and joy. Um, because that's also how life is. It's oftentimes in tandem um, or at the same time or in the same shared space as your pain and your fear and your anxieties. Um, But what are those new discoveries? What are those moments of joy and passion? Where are they? Um, And how can you be present in them? And then ultimately, um, the third category is something that plays very much into that second category, the experience of a new start. Um, So very much felt to me and my wife like we were turning over a new page, Um, you know, moving to a new space, new moving to a new community, occupying a new kind of job in a different sort of field. We're no longer working in churches. Um, I'm still quasi working with high school students, but my wife is working with college students in a college education environment. Um, you know, that's a completely new environment for us. We're in a completely new city. We're in a completely new, um, new living situation. Um, the way that we're able to interact with our friends and our family is different because of, you know, where we're at, um, Our schedules are different, whereas before we were both working weekends. I mean, working at churches, you have to work every Sunday. I'm working at Nordstrom. I was working 
five random days in the week, basically, five or six random days in the week, whereas now we have a very um, reliable schedule of we work Monday through Friday and then we have the weekends off. Um, So that's new to us, and that is exciting. Um, For me personally, you know, starting this job as an admissions counselor, while I'm using a lot of my skills that I've gained over the years, and that's an important piece of this whole podcast as well, is we are, we are, um, we are results of our history. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the way that I would normally put it, but we are who we are because of what we have done. Um, you know, I, I kind of bemoan my experience at Nordstrom because it wasn't necessarily a positive experience for me. But at the same point, I gained valuable customer service experience that helped me to get the job that I have now. I bemoan that, you know, my, my work in churches and my work in youth ministry wasn't exactly where I felt led or called. And oftentimes there were days where I just didn't want to go to work. But at the same point, my experience working with high school students in the Northern Virginia area helped me to get the job that I have now. Um, and that is a huge mind fuck, if you ask me. Um, you know, even the things that we detest, that we don't like, they are shaping us and forming us into a better version of ourselves a version that's more closely resembling of who we are. Um, so right now I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying the new start of a new job that is challenging me, that is keeping me on my toes, that is full of variety and new stuff to challenge and tackle. Um, it's just great. It's wonderful. It's exciting. Uh, but then also it's a new period for me as far as creative endeavors go as well. Um, because it's a period where I can, I don't know, it feels, I know I said this, it feels like I've turned a new page. It feels like I am different in some way, shape, or form that's almost un- intangible, unable to be expressed in words. Um, but it's it's almost like I have this new burning passion for creative work. The summer I felt like it just completely fell off the bandwagon. Um, in terms of writing, I didn't do much writing at all. I didn't really, obviously I didn't do anything with the podcast, but now I am emboldened to come back to you and give you new content in in the form of the podcast to continue writing and continue honing in on this book that I really, really want to write. But then also imagining new avenues through which I can create. So one of the really exciting things that I finally get to tell y'all, um, some of you may have known this already, but I, at one point, for a very brief hot second, had a streaming channel on Twitch where I would stream video games, and I quickly moved on to other things and decided not to pursue it. But I've changed my mind because I'm a fucking complex human being, and so are you. Um So in addition to this podcast, in addition to the work that I'm doing with Randolph Macon, I'm also going to be streaming video games. Um, I'm hoping that this streaming channel will be an opportunity to cultivate 
a community of support, um, uh, cultivate a community of joy. Uh, one of my biggest hobbies and passions and joys is playing video games. I really, I really enjoy it. Um, playing games like Zelda and Mario and FIFA. I love FIFA. Um, you know, those are some of my biggest passions and joys, and I want to share them with people. And I want to cultivate a community where people can share their joys and their passions. One of the ways that I do that is with this podcast. One of the ways that I hope to do that is with writing and cultivating a community of creative ingenuity and innovativeness and passion on my Patreon account and with Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Please reach out to me. I want to build community with you in some way, shape, or form. And in this modern age, you can do it over the fucking internet. Um, I am dropping the F-bomb a lot because I am a free fucking person. Um, I'm feeling very liberated right now. That's a super tangent, whatever. Um, But also creating community in the form of one of my greatest joys, one of the things that helps me to unwind and helps me to process the world around me, something that continues to inspire me, such as video games. Um, So I'm going to be doing that too. And my Twitch handle, you'll see I'm probably going to go through some rebranding stuff. Um, some of you who follow me on my like creator page on Instagram, which I haven't really used much over the last six months, um, I changed the handle this week to Brother Snades, um, an homage to my theological training and also an easy name to remember. Um, it's actually a nickname I've had since high school actually which is weird um and then my twitch stream um will be brother snades as well i'm probably going to change my twitter handle to that probably my facebook page as well um but yeah check out brother snades um check out my patreon page check out my facebook page leave a comment on this podcast um These are the new things that I'm excited about. These are the new things that are bringing me passion. And these are things that stemmed out of the summer of 2019, which was a fucking summer. Um, So I hope that this podcast has been helpful for you. Yeah, it's just been me reflecting and talking into a mic, um, which is weird when I actually think about it. But I'm hoping that my process of reflection helps you to reflect on your own life because you too have liminal spaces that you're in. You too have anxieties and fears and joys and passions in the wild and messy and infinite nature of love and life. Um, I can only hope that my experience is something that's useful to you as you work through your own experience. Um, Know that we are in this together. Um, I am here for you as you are here for me. Um, We're a community, folks. We're a community that's bound together across religious, socioeconomic, cultural, racial boundaries, whatever other kind of boundary you want to throw in there. We are tied together by this wild, messy, and infinite spirit of love. Um, and know this, I'm rooting for you. Um, yeah. 
we're all in this together, folks. Whew. Whew. This is good. This is good. I didn't plan on ending the podcast this way, but this is good. We're all in it together. So peace and love, y'all.